Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So friends, as I said, today we celebrate the feast day of St. Faustina Kowalska, the uh, visionary to whom Jesus uh, gave the message of divine mercy, right? We all know the message of divine mercy. We sit in front of it every single day, many of us, in the Divine Mercy Chapel. I want to reflect first on a short snippet. I want to read a short snippet, then reflect on uh, from Pope St. John Paul II's homily from April 30th, 2000. It was the second Sunday of Easter. It was the first canonization mass of the new millennium, and he was canonizing, of all people, St. Faustina. She was the first saint canonized for the third millennium of the church. He says this. I won't do my John Paul II impression. I'll just read it. Okay. Today, my joy is truly great in presenting the life and witness of Sister Faustina Kowalska to the whole church as a gift of God for our time. By divine providence, the life of this humble daughter of Poland was completely linked with the history of the 20th century, the century we have just left behind. In fact, it was between the First and Second World Wars that Christ entrusted his message of mercy to her. Those who remember, who were witnesses and participants in the events of those years, and the horrible sufferings they caused for millions of people, know well how necessary was the message of mercy. Jesus told Sister Faustina, Humanity will not find peace until it turns trustfully to divine mercy. Through the work of the Polish religious, this message has become linked forever to the 20th century, the last of the second millennium and the bridge to the third. It is not a new message, but can be considered a gift of special enlightenment that helps us to relive the gospel of Easter more intensely, to offer it as a ray of light to the men and women of our time. Sister Faustina's canonization has a particular eloquence. By this act, I intend today to pass this message on to the new millennium. I pass it on to all people so that they will learn to know ever better the true face of God. It's John Paul II, April 30th, 2000. Carol Wojtyla, John Paul II, as a philosopher, as a deep thinker, as a priest, as a bishop, as a cardinal, and, and as supreme pontiff of the church, he He fully understood the horrors unleashed upon humanity in the 20th century that he touches upon in that paragraph from his homily. And those horrors came from horrible ideas, right? Horrible ideas have horrible consequences. The horrible ideologies and philosophies and anthropologies of the 20th century, they birthed rivers of blood and mountains of corpses, the gas chambers, the the killing fields of Cambodia, the the starvation bunkers, the gulag, I mean, the amount of misery and suffering visited upon humanity in the 20th century. There were more martyrs made in the 20th century alone than every previous century combined. It was a very bloody century, and it was the century that we were supposedly entering in the full enlightenment, right? The great project of enlightenment was reaching its zenith, and then we have these two great wars, right? But like I said, it wasn't just the wars that devastated humanity, it was the ideas. These attacks on the the meaning of the human person, the disposability of the human person, the usability of the human person, attacks on the fundamental meaning of marriage and family and sexuality. We saw 
not just revolutions we saw, the sexual revolution. We heard Wilhelm Reich talking about all of these things, and it unleashed upon us in that century the contraceptive revolution, which has wreaked havoc in the hearts and minds of present-day men and women, right? We're several generations now removed from those events, but it has destroyed people. It has absolutely destroyed people. It's, it, the, the consequences of the, the ideas of the 20th century are as near to us as the November ballot. I'll put it that way. Like the proposed constitutional amendment didn't come out of nowhere, right? A culture that it wants, like that has bought into, let me put it this way, only a culture that has bought wholesale into a contraceptive ideology, that's the fertile seedbed that can give birth to a culture that wants abortion on demand through all nine months of pregnancy. Like a culture that has divorced the, the unitive from the procreative dimensions of sexuality, a culture that has been blinded by the lie that sex is recreative, not procreative, only that culture will, like the logical conclusion of that lie is that you must now have abortion on demand. Welcome to our world. Welcome to the November ballot. John Paul II, he knew, he knew that what Jesus spoke to Faustina, like this message of mercy, he knew that it was going to be more needed now in the third millennium than ever before. That's why he says, by this act, I intend to hand on the message of mercy to the third millennium. And I just find it so absolutely astounding that the same man who taught the world more eloquently and powerfully about the church's vision of marriage and family and sexuality, the meaning of the human person, that same man, Carol Wojtyla, John Paul II, is also the same person who promulgated the message of divine mercy. Like, both theology of the body, which is the antidote to the sexual chaos and confusion of our world, and divine mercy, they both get injected into the bloodstream of humanity through this one Polish man. That's astounding. That's astounding. Divine mercy, it is not heaven's unmerited pardon, like a judge, you know, having mercy on a guilty person, right? I know you, I really should throw the book at you, but I'm going to be merciful today and reduce your sentence to this. That's not divine mercy. Divine mercy is something altogether more. It's more tender, it's more personal, it's more intimate. It is, it's Jesus's desire to love us at our worst, to transform us at our depth, to recreate the darkest and most dead parts of us, to turn the tombs of our hearts into wombs. He takes the compost piles of our heart, which are filled with dead and rotting things, and he plants seeds of glory into those places. It's this unimaginable predilection of Jesus that he, desi- that he delights to, like, to love the unlovable in us until it becomes lovable. That's divine mercy. It's the recreative power of his gaze. Like, let me look upon you. Let me see your face. Open yourself to me. Show yourself to me. Let me see you. So this message of divine mercy, friends, right, it is, this message from St. Faustina, it is more necessary in our day when so many people suffer with so much unimaginable trauma and pain and wounds and 
shame. We are a civilization crippled with shame. Convinced that deep down, like, if you really knew me, if you saw the real me, you wouldn't love me. We're a culture, we're a civilization that believes that there are fundamental parts of us that have rendered us disqualified for love. That's why we need divine mercy. Right? So to all of us, again, to the worst of sinners, to the most fallen away, to the most hardened, Jesus, he repeats to us what he said to St. Faustina, which is, tell all sinners that my greatest desire is that they would snuggle close to my sacred heart, and from there I would give them peace. That's divine mercy. Amen.